to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on, NFL Week 5? We are back in here to preview all the lines for Week 5. I'm excited. My name is Jason Gold. This is Steffi Smalls. Let's jump right into the action. Thursday night football, the grossest game on the board potentially this week. The Indianapolis Colts are heading to Denver to take on the Broncos. Current line at DraftKings Broncos, minus 3.5, total set at 42. Any initial read on this game? This might be the first time that I like the Broncos. I think that we have seen that, unfortunately, Matt Ryan is no longer Matty Ice. He is this geriatric form of Matt Ryan, and I, I think he's going to have a long night. I think where the Broncos have been kind of strong is, they, you know, they're, they're pretty good against the pass. I think that they're not going to be able to get much done through the air, and then the problem there is they don't have Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be a long night for the Colts. So I, I'm on the Broncos. I think that they can cover this as well. Uh, the total is interesting because the Colts do like to do this thing where they play up or down to their competition. So I guess it kind of depends how the Broncos are playing. I am very interested to see where this line in total goes with Jonathan yeah. Taylor out. Obviously, no Javante Williams. Russell Wilson has a shoulder thing that he's working through. Probably going to play, but may not be at 100%. I already bet the under this game, 44, because I didn't think that Jonathan Taylor was going to play in this game. Looks like I'm right about, well, definitely right about Jonathan Taylor, but right about the line movement here set at 42. 42 is a pretty key number in the market. I still kind of like the under in this game. The only concern for me would be I did see some stuff, and it might have been the Raiders' defense, but I did see some positive things from Russ scrambling in the fourth quarter. Maybe they're going to utilize that more in Denver. Maybe this Denver offense gets going. You know, and maybe they decide, you know what, Javante's out. We're not going to depend on Melvin Gordon and his fumbling issues. We don't mm-hmm. really trust Mike Boone to be the full-time back. Maybe they air it out. I'm not really sure. I kind of like Denver in this game. Home favorites on Thursday night football has historically been a very profitable angle. So I am looking to bet the Broncos. Minus three and a half with such a low total. Kind of scary. I can see this being a field goal game. Uh, maybe first half Denver maybe an angle yeah. that I look to attack. Um, are there any player props or any players that you think are going to have a massive game on Thursday night? Uh, I'm really excited for it to be not Mike Boone week anymore because Twitter is driving me effing crazy. Yeah. If I see his name one more time, and I guess a lot of that is from the fantasy football community, I still, you know, I'm not out on Melvin Gordon entirely. I don't care. We've seen teams get over fumbling issues very quickly. We watched the Giants last year keep giving the ball to Evan Ingram. People don't care that much. Uh, Deion Jackson is a name I'll be looking at. Matt Ryan's passing. Yeah, I might be looking at his props and taking unders there. Maybe I'll be maybe I'll be a little bit nicer to Russell Wilson. I might get Russell Wilson friendly because I think he'll be able to boil downfield. I don't want to say cook, but I think that he can get a little bit <laughs> I think he can get a little bit done here against the Colts, who are struggling. Uh, the Colts are really disappointing this year. So um, I think this is a nice place for Russell to reset and hopefully do something, because I'm not saying that their performance has been fantastic, but maybe the Broncos can kind of pull it together a little bit of a get-right game, get a little bit more into midseason form, and pull something together. Let me say this about the Colts. So traditionally under Frank Reich, they have gotten hot later in the year. They have struggled early on in the year. Mm -hmm. I think this may be the last week where you can get the Colts where you're supposed to fade them. And then after this week, we're going to start buying into them because they're going to be so low. They could be one and four after this game. Their only win being the Chiefs that they got lucky on. 
next week, two weeks, three weeks, maybe a really, really profitable spot to back the Colts. But I don't think it's happening on this Thursday night football game. All right, let's head to London, where you're going to be, allegedly. We'll see if you make we'll it, but see. I'm excited to we'll see, see you there. Um, we may have some more uh, giveaways on that front coming out. So stay tuned and locked into Champions Round social media for more information on that. Excited for you to go to London experience this <laughs> game. The Giants uh, are facing the Green Bay Packers, that line. Green Bay minus eight, total at 40 and a half. What do you think, Smalls? Think the Giants can get it done in London? Okay. I am a little torn. I also don't want to, you know, sound like a homer here. I still think this is a lot of points. I think that the Giants, what they have done, if this was still Joe Judge's team, I would be very much like stay away. They've been able to play winning. You know, they're playing to win instead of playing to lose, which is very different here. Uh, but they're very one-dimensional, right? Danny looks good in practice right now. He's moving around not too bad. So I think we do end up seeing maybe Daniel Jones. They have Saquon. That's about it. Maybe they get a wide receiver back, but again, hasn't been playing that much. We don't have, you know, you have Slayton who, when he does catch the ball, can barely hang on to it. I don't know that Green Bay has really impressed me yet this year. I think that their defense is phenomenal, but I don't know that they've done enough where if the Giants D can play it the way that they have, I think they can stay in this. And the Giants are averaging more points per game than the Green Bay Packers, which is shocking. Not by much. It's 19 and 18.8. But I, I think that it's, I don't want to say close matchup, the Packers. I just don't know that they're going to blow the doors off the way that the media is telling you. So what's the deal with Daniel Jones this game? Is he going to be fully healthy or ready to go? Because if not, I don't know what the situation is. Yeah, without Daniel Jones, I have a totally different opinion. So I'm getting on here after seeing him, you know, moving around at practice, looking pretty decent in drills. Still has a couple of days to go. Uh, I'm not sure. If it's not Daniel Jones, forget about it. I don't I don't know who, what, where, when, how, whatever. Uh, but if Daniel Jones is in this game, I think that they can still hang in there. I don't know that this they're winning this game at all, but... I think they can hang into this game. It'll be interesting to see how the experience for Green Bay is in London. They've never done this experience before, playing at such an early uh, time. It's plus eight's a lot. I do think that the best way to play this game is to use Green Bay as a teaser piece, bringing it from eight to two, perfect spot yes. to use them as a teaser. Total, 40 and a half, no read. Looks like there's a little juice towards the over. So if you want to bet the over, I would do it right now before this line gets to 41. Otherwise, kind of a stay away from me. I lean towards Green Bay. I think it is a get right spot for them. And I think that the Giants injuries may be starting to mount up a little bit, something that the mm -hmm. Green Bay Packers can take advantage of. And despite the fact that Green Bay, ooh, actually a little player prop action here that I'm thinking of it now. Uh, Green Bay's rushing defense is terrible. So it may be a really good Saquon day. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. over carries because maybe they don't want to put the ball in the air against this Green Bay secondary. Uh, I don't know what the Saquon carry is going to be set at. Probably like 16 and a half, 17 and a half, something like that. Maybe a good spot to take the over on uh, Saquon. Um, I do think that Green Bay has some advantages offensively against the Giants defense. So it should be interesting to see. But yeah, teaser piece, that's all I got. This should be a really good week for the Green Bay wide receivers. Like, I will be all over. Actually, I don't bet games. I'm lying right now. I don't bet on my <laughs> uh, my team is playing. But if I was betting on uh, a game that my team was playing in, I would be betting on the Green Bay Packers wide receivers. Uh, should have a very good game. All right, let's get to the early window for Sunday games. Seattle at New Orleans. 
Uh, Seattle currently five-point underdogs against the New Orleans Saints. This game, for some reason, oh, here we go. Uh, total is set at 46 right now. I did bet the over in this game already at 44. I am a little interested on the Seahawks at plus five and a half, which, you know, they put up 48 points last week on the road, usually a spot that I'm supposed to fade teams. But do I trust New Orleans coming back from London? Only have a week of rest, six days of rest. They got to readjust their body clocks to come back. And I don't know. Did I see anything offensively from the Saints that's interesting at all? And they gave up 28 points to the Vikings that didn't even look that good. Maybe a good spot to bet the Seahawks once again this week. I like Chris Olave a lot this week. I'll tell you There that. you go. Um, I don't know how I feel about this game at all. Like, I love this for Geno Smith, but I don't know that this is actually – can we really rely on Geno Smith? Like, it nope. kind of has to come to an end at some point. Do I think that's going to be against the Saints? I don't know that I feel strongly about that either. So this game is one that probably would monitor. I don't know that I'm going to be betting a lot, putting a lot of my own money onto this game outside of Chris Olave. I like the Olave prep. So I actually was debating this in one of my fantasy leagues. Not that anyone gives a shit about my fantasy leagues, but uh, Olave versus Juju Smith-Schuster this week because Juju gets Monday night and it's against mm-hmm. the Raiders. Uh, but Olave against the Seahawks, I don't know. That's a dicey one for me. Yeah, I like Olave. I really do. I mean, I think the Saints are another team, but the Saints, they are, they're in a bad place right now. The Saints have to get it together, too. This is like a, a game where they need to win this and, like, start just putting it together. I don't know what's going on with Al- Alvin Kamara. It's kind of a mess over there. Do we get to, we get to see Andy Dalton again, too, I assume? Yeah, we do get to see Andy Dalton again. Uh, I would say I'm probably not going to touch the Seahawks until this gets to plus six. If it does, I will yeah. bet the Seahawks. If not, stay away from me on this one. All right, let's get to the AFC South. The Houston Texans plus seven at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Total set at 43 in this game. I've already made two different plays on this. I have Jacksonville as a teaser piece moving from seven to one. And I have the Houston Texans at plus seven and a half. I bought that at minus 120. I, I just think it's going to be a weird close game. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that, again, Houston is that team. We've talked about this on the show before. Is like They just stay in games. Unfortunately, they're annoying. They can't finish games, but they're kind of a pest. And I like the plus seven and a half. Uh, that's a number I wish I saw earlier. I think, that, I think that Houston can still keep this close. I think that Jacksonville definitely wins this game. Um, but I don't think that Houston's out of this. And I think that Jacksonville is starting to kind of pick up steam, too. So... It's an interesting spot here, but this could be the upset of the week. Like, I could see Houston winning this game. Yeah, so could I. And they've been tight in every game. I know they didn't cover against the Houston or the uh, Los Angeles Chargers last week, but they were in that game. They were down a lot, came back, made a nice second-half run. This offense can get going at times. Uh, I anticipate to see a much better Jacksonville team than we saw last week yeah. with no weather uh, in Florida this week expected. So. Should be a nice, easy, comfortable win for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I think it's going to be seven or less at the end of the day. Give me Houston with the backdoor cover. Yeah, on yeah exactly. Like, I don't like when it should be a comfortable win. That's the game that I don't want. I don't want any piece of that. <laughs> well, this is probably an interesting time to think about, do you want to use Jacksonville as a survivor pick this week yeah. against the Houston Texans? I wouldn't do it either. The divisional game always scares me. So let me run through Survivor really quickly on uh, for week five. So you can use the Green Bay Packers if you want to. Minus eight. It's a nice big spread. But do you trust the London game? I don't know. 
You could use the Buffalo Bills, which is the next game we're going to talk about, minus 14 against the Steelers. That's the biggest line on the board and probably the safest bet on the board. But do you want to use the Buffalo Bills just yet and get a win, or are there other options for you to consider this week? Miami against the Jets, no. You can use Tampa Bay against Atlanta, but again, you're in a divisional situation. Tampa Bay coming off of a loss, though, may be a good spot to use them. The Vikings minus seven against the Bears? I don't know. Kirk Cousins has not inspired anything from me, so maybe you're not going to use him yet. Chargers you're not going to use. Titans you're not going to use. Patriots lines you're not going to use. Carolina or San Francisco against Carolina, no. Philadelphia against Arizona, road game? I don't know if I trust that. Rams against the Cowboys? Baltimore against Cincy or the Chiefs against the Raiders. It's a really tough week. A lot of big spreads out there, but not a whole lot of games that are non-divisional that I really trust. Yeah, it's not pretty out there. There might be one that I consider one of the other games that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But yeah, nothing that we've talked about so far do I trust, that's for sure. Yeah, all right. So let's get to the Buffalo Bills minus 14, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Total set at 46 and a half. It's going to be the young kid. Kenny Pickett, emphasize on the pick. Uh, what do you think about this game? I, okay. Kenny Pickett is starting to intrigue me more. Everyone that Ooh. watched, I was like not as into Kenny Pickett. I felt like he was the, you know, most NFL ready. But I'm starting to treat this kind of like my game where like the startup gets their like first. There you uh, go. The, I mean, the, the backup, first backup gets their start. first. Yes, and I know it's bad. So I'm not going to go as crazy as I do not think that the Steelers are winning this game. But with that being said, I don't think the Bills cover. Um, I think that this is a crappy spot for Kenny Pickett. He's going against one of the league's best defenses. Um, I think that Kenny is going to throw picks this game because I think that he's going to be slinging the ball because I think that's what is the only way he's going to be able to you know, get points on the board there, you know, the Steelers are going to really need their D to step up, but this could end up being a blowout. But for, for Kenny Pickett, I would love if the Bills don't cover this game. I I'm torn on this one because I think it's a good number based on what you saw in Pittsburgh last week. Good spot to buy low on them. Buffalo, great comeback mm -hmm. against the Ravens. But when Buffalo is at home and they play against bad teams, if they cover they're going to win by 40. Mm -hmm. So is there a chance that Buffalo just puts up a 40-burger in this game and the Steelers never yeah. have a chance? Totally. So to me, this is a stay away. If you can get Steelers yes. at plus 14 and a half, I'd be interested. If you can get Buffalo at minus 13 and a half, I may be interested. But for yeah. right now, probably a stay away. Easy survivor pick for me if you want to go with Buffalo. Mm -hmm. But again, game theory. Do you want to use – everyone's going to be on Buffalo this week. Everyone's going to use them. Do you want to use them yet? Depends on how many people are left in your pool and what sort of format yeah. you're playing in. But I do think Buffalo is an interesting pick yeah. for Survivor. All right. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. We have Tampa Bay minus nine total set at 48. I already bet the Falcons at plus eight and a half, and I hate it, and I think I'm going to buy out a spot. I think that after rethinking about this for a little bit, I think that Tampa Bay off of a loss to Kansas City, they showed some life on offense against that Kansas City defense – or that, yeah, Kansas City defense – um, their defense didn't look great, but Mahomes just had a great plan. They got a couple fumble luck, a lot of uh, great field situation stuff going on for Kansas City. Atlanta, they can't pass the ball at all. They've been running the ball great, but now uh, Scorderell Patterson's out. Do you trust Algier? Um, I don't know. I, I think Atlanta's going to have some tough time scoring in this game. I think Tampa Bay minus nine 
might be a pretty easy pick for me. Uh, and also Tampa Bay has dominated this Arthur Smith team in the past. Yeah, I'm leaning that direction too. I think that Tampa, you know, they kind of are, this is their MO where they're they're slow to get to midseason form. Like whether mm-hmm. it's injuries coming into the season or even the year, you know, that that most recent Super Bowl. Like they were not playing they were, that I think they were seven offense. and five. Yeah, like it was not, they weren't a team that we were like, oh yeah, they're great but they're not going to the Super Bowl. Um, and that's why I tell everyone to just be careful and be wary of like who you're certain is going to the Super Bowl already because things can very much start changing by week seven, week eight. While I don't think losing Patterson is that big of a deal because of the way that Arthur Smith is just like using running backs, uh, you know, almost at his disposal where he should be using some other weapons on his team. I would love Desmond Ritter to get in the freaking game. I think I've, I think, I think I've seen enough of Marcus Mariota, and I'm going to keep saying it, and I'm not going to stop. Um, Tampa wins this game. I think minus nine is. I don't know that Atlanta, but they've been staying in games, Jason. They're four and zero. Four and zero against the spread. Two and two, firmly in the playoff race. You can say what you want about Mariota and his downfield passing game, but on the ground running the offense, they've done a really, really good job, and they've gone up against some decent teams. So. Do I want to get in front of this Atlanta team? I mean, I think this is the week to do it. Four and a go, four against spread, like I said before. Uh, good time for regression. I think it's just a bad situation against Tampa Bay. And I give Tampa Bay defense one thing that they have to key in on, which is the run game. I think mm-hmm. that they'll have a lot of success. Unless Mariota finds some sort of Oregon form where he's hitting Kyle Pitts down the field. Yeah. But Kyle Pitts didn't even practice today on Wednesday. So do I really trust the rest of that uh, Falcons offense? Not sure. I think I would take the Atlanta team total under in this game. And I think the Tampa Bay is going to cover at minus nine. All right, let's get to the NFC North. The Chicago Bears plus seven against the Minnesota Vikings. Total set at 44. I haven't bet this game yet. I think the Vikings are a decent teaser piece at minus one. I would not be surprised if this was a really, really gross, low-scoring Chicago covers a plus seven or seven and a half game. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I do think this is – possibly a nice teaser piece as well for the Vikings. Justin Fields didn't find the end zone against the New York Giants. It's so funny. I saw, I forget who it was, tweet out like the Bears are beating Minnesota. The Bears just lost to the New York Giants. Um, I have a hard time thinking this is even really a trap game. I think it just comes down to the Vikings are a better team. Uh, I think that, you know, you saw Fields have one of his better performances, but I don't know in what world the Bears are competing to win this game. I think that they can keep it somewhat close, but I mean, they're really struggling on offense. It's a, a problem. And I think that the Vikings came in off, like could totally capitalize on that. And uh, I like the Vikings here. I think that the Vikings, they can also, you know, pick up steam on this game because whereas they had, you know, that great week one, and then we were like, what is going on? Maybe they put it back together against the bears. I'm wondering uh, for both, teams I said this for New Orleans last week but what's the transition like when you have to play the next week after playing in London do you come out flat do you come out slow is this a spot where you bet Chicago first half money line and maybe they sneak out like a 13 10 first half or something like that and then the Vikings get going um it would be it's going to be better next week when we have to talk about the Giants and the Packers how they come back after watching what Minnesota and New Orleans do but my hunch is playing the week after playing in London you're going to come out a little slow. So I think the Chicago For first sure. half money line is a little sprinkle. Could be an interesting way to play in this game. And something that you mentioned on the show last week is how bad the Minnesota secondary has been. And we saw Chris Olave take advantage a little bit last week. Um, 
And I wish that Chicago had someone that we could take advantage of in this situation. I know Mooney's dealing with a little bit of injury situation, but maybe if he plays, maybe that's a player prop angle to go over on Mooney receiving yards. Yeah, I think so too. And I think you saw that because the Giants secondary by no means is good either. I think that Minnesota's actually manages to be worse, which is quite impressive. So uh, I think Mooney's numbers are very interesting to look at. And I think that they need to, they kind of got to let go a little bit and let Justin Fields just play football. This is like how I felt with Daniel Jones last year. And I feel very, like, just let Justin Fields play football. Uh, I think that they're not, he's not taking as many opportunities to, go downfield. So hopefully they get to do that against this really crappy Cam Dantzler led secondary. <laughs> All right, let's head over to uh, the Titans who are minus two and a half at the Washington Commanders total set at 42 and a half in that game. Like the over, if you can get it at 42, Washington might just be a team that has quit on Ron Rivera or quit on the season. I don't know. Cause the last three weeks have been gross. Maybe it's just the stink of Carson Wentz in the building. It happens to every team that he's on. It just goes south eventually. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's happened in week five already for Washington. In theory, I think it's a good spot to buy them at home as a home dog against a Tennessee team that I don't think either of us really believe in. And then it's coming off of a win, but the stink might just be too much on this Washington team. Maybe this is like one of the worst teams in the NFL and I'm just not seeing it yet. I would like to see them get back to that downfield passing game. Even if it means Wentz throws two picks a game, Push it down the field. You got some good receivers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They can't really block for him though. And I I'm I'm torn. I'm really, really torn because I think that Tennessee is a quality team because of Mike Vrabel, because of the coaching, that they can get this done if Washington's a disaster. But I also see the value on Washington. Yeah, I kinda like this to be one of those gross like higher scoring games, actually. I think that yeah. Wentz okay, I'll give a hot take. Actually, I know this isn't the hot Ooh, take show, but I'm gonna give it. Um I think that there is a possibility that if Washington loses again, we do not see Carson Wentz next game because I Sam Howell. Uh, I would love Sam Howell. Uh, that would be fantastic. But I think that tensions are going to start really rising. I've seen them rising on Twitter. I think there's going to start to be a lot of pressure over there in Washington because. You know, you look back to the draft where they could have just traded up and got their guy, and now and you had a team that was right there. They, they were ready to make a, like a nice playoff run the next season, and then it kind of just fell to the wayside. So I think things are going to get really messy in Washington really soon. I don't know. The Carson Wentz mistake was a massive one. and But I, I think in this game, you know, to stay in it, he's going to have to throw the ball. So he's going to have to start taking those shots, and it should be a decent high-scoring game. I don't want to say decent because it's going to be gross. It's going to be gross, but decent, but decent to watch. But gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let's head to the AFC East. Miami Dolphins minus three at the New York Jets. Total set at 46. I already bet the over at 44 in this game, and I have bet the Miami Dolphins first half and for the game. If you can get it three, I still like the Miami Dolphins. All Teddy Bridgewater does is cover. We're getting this Jets team that's two and two that got a miracle, pseudo miracle win last week at the buzzer against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I still don't believe in Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson also is dealing with a little bit of an injury that uh, limited him in practice this week. Give me Miami. This is what this team does. I think it's going to be a great game for them. I think their offense will thrive against this Jets defense that does not play the sort of defense required with the two cover, uh, too high cover uh, that needs to stop Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. So give me, uh, give me the Dolphins. 
Yeah, I'm with you on this. Teddy Bridgewater is exactly like he is one of the most respectable backups in the league. That's why you sign a guy like this is for to bring him in and beat the Jets. That's exactly his purpose. Um, and he can do that. And I I think that the Dolphins D is what's going to be the key to this game. So while, you know, the Jets did just beat the Steelers, Zach Wilson is so injury I'm not injury error prone is what I wanted to say that they're going to make Wilson have to try to beat them through the air. And I think that the Dolphins secondary is just stronger than the Steelers. And I think that they, it's not, it's just not going to work. So I, I'm on Miami as well. Love it. All right. So we're doubling down on Miami. Joey will be thrilled. Um, all right. Halfway through the show, halfway through week five, stop to plug some stuff. A hot take hotline for this week, Thursday night football, Texas, your hottest take for Thursday night football too. 310-564-7176. And we are going to play this week for a Patrick Sertain, the second signed Broncos jersey. So make sure to get those in before Thursday night football. And then also, if you play Sunday's best this week, which is our four-player fantasy game for only guys that are playing on Sunday, draft one quarterback, one wide receiver, one running back, and one tight end. Just all you got to do is DM us, get into a league, draft with us, and a T. Higgins signed Bengals jersey is on the line so follow our social media for more information on both of those giveaways but we're excited to give those out and hopefully you play with us this week all right back to nfl week five the uh chargers minus three at the cleveland browns total set at 47 and a half i think that i like the browns plus three at home getting this this is a good team it's a good team and the chargers deal with a lot of injuries so i think there's a little bit of value in playing the browns but how about you I don't know how I feel about this. It's gross. I can't figure out. See, I don't know how I feel about the Browns is my problem. Um, I think that they would have to be playing like the closest to their perfect ceiling to like win this game. So I do think that they can keep it close. I think that the Chargers are with them continuing to get healthy. I don't know. I think 48 seems Is it 48 still? Yeah. 47 and a half. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like that. It seems high. Under. I took the under on the 48. I think that that's too many points. Not for these two teams. I think that, honestly, we might get some decent football from this game, but I think that Cleveland needs Miles Garrett back. I think that he set the tone there. And, uh, yeah, I don't think so. I, it's not going to happen. I The Browns need to sit this one out a little bit. I think the, the other reason that I like the under here is if, if I like the Browns at plus three, right? So you're going to expect that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter are going to have great games against this Chargers rushing mm-hmm. defense that is still one of the worst in the league. You saw what Damian Pierce yeah. did to them last week. So if you run the ball a lot and you have success, the game's going to get slow. So I don't think this Chargers offense is going to be able to get going. They're still dealing with injuries. I'm not sure if Keenan Allen's going to play. Obviously, Rashawn Slater and Joey Bosa are both out. Herbert looked healthy last yeah. week, but how much does that mean second game on the road in a row? Um, I would love to be able to bet on the Chargers in this one, but I think it's a great spot to take Cleveland and the under. But as you said, get that 48. 48 is a key number out there. Smalls did the right thing. Yeah. Don't bet at 47. If you're going to buy it, I think that's actually a good buy from 47 and a half to 48. All right, let's get to the Detroit Lions plus three uh, at the New England Patriots. Total set at 46 and a half. I think that everyone and their mother is going to be on the Lions in this game. Just because we don't know who's starting at quarterback, we think it might be Mac Jones. It may be Bailey Zappi. I think that I'm going to end up on the Patriots this game. This is Goff's first game outdoors this season. We know what he is outdoors. He's a way worse quarterback than he is indoors. This Detroit Lions defense is just absolutely putrid. I'm not sure if I'm on or St. Brown or DeAndre Swift's going to be back. I think it's a good spot to buy in on the New England Patriots. If you can get it at minus two and a half, 
I'm telling you, go ahead and do it. I don't know what I feel about the total in this game, though. Okay, so this might be one of my favorite games on the slate, which is so weird. Like, there's no, no reason that the Detroit at New England game is my favorite game, but it it's is. fun. I, it's a fun, fun, fun game. It's also Matt Patricia revenge game, which I don't think it's much of a revenge <laughs> game. It's probably more, you know, uh, Joe Osborne was saying more of a Lions revenge game on Matt Patricia. I think that Billy B has the ability to work up ways to add pressure to cool off. Jared Goff, which is hilarious because if we were talking about this game in the preseason, no one would be expecting Jared Goff to be playing, you know, at the level he is. One thing I will say, yeah, it's crazy. Um, It's not really that crazy because you see what he can do when he has had weapons in the past. Um, I think it's just an overreaction to the shitty QB play that we've seen out of Jared Goff as of late. Um, I think this total is interesting because we all have seen the stat where they're allowing the le- most points and whatever yeah. the stat is. They're, they're scoring, 30, they're scoring yeah. 35 a game, which is first in the NFL, and they're giving up 35.2 this last in the NFL. There it is. Thank you. Um, so I kind of want to wait till this total gets a little bit higher, and then I'm going to take the under on it. Ooh, I spicy. Think, because I'm going to fade the public on everyone and their mom being on the over. Something I do like is I think that the Patriots uh, backfield is going to have an absolute field day, a field day against this Lions D-line to the point where I might sprinkle. Ready for this? I'm feeling very very spicy. Spicy? I like Stevenson to lead the league in rushing yards week five. Wow. I don't hate that. I like that. That's spicy. I haven't looked at the number yet. I thought of it before when I was going through the lot and the Lions just give up so many yards on the ground. And I think that this could end up being a higher scoring game, but even if it's not, I think that they're really going to rely on their back, especially if they have, you know, Bailey Zappy in or who knows. And cause I did see Mac Jones looked like he was limping at practice. I just saw before yeah. we got on here. So uh, I think they'll rely a lot on those running backs also, because against that D-line, I mean, they can run all over them. Yeah, I fully expect um, I fully expect them to have at least 200 yards on the ground against the Lions in yeah. this week. All right, uh, San Francisco 49ers minus 6.5, heading to Carolina, total set at 38.5. They don't expect this Panthers D, uh, offense to do anything. And why would you? San Francisco, I think at this point, I would consider them to have the best defense in the NFL Absolutely. through the first four weeks of the season. Carolina Panthers have not going, got going. They're going to have a ton of pressure on Baker Mayfield. I, McCaffrey's probably going to have like 11 catches for 50 yards in this game because all they're going to be able to do is dump off. Uh, so I kind of like the Christian McCaffrey over uh, receiving or receptions prop, which I'm sure is going to be like six and a half or something like that. I still like yeah. the over in this situation. Yeah. I do think there's probably value on betting Carolina at plus six and a half in the game. This line is so egregiously high for a Carolina team at yeah. home that still has a pretty good defense themselves. Do I do I want to do it? No. Do, is it going to be one of my biggest bets of the week? No. But plus six and a half. Please, please, please get me a plus seven on this game because I would love to bet that. Six and a half is a little scary for me. Plus seven, I'm all in on Carolina. I don't like this game. Probably I'm not betting much on this game. Um, Kara Baker sucks, so it's hard for me to, you know, I don't know how much they're going to be able to get done. But I think you're right in that. Carolina's defense is still very good. And I think it's, you know, you see Jimmy G play crappy football when he is being pressured. Uh, And I think if they're able to do that, um, 
then I think they can keep this close. But you could get a seven. Hell yeah, I definitely would be in on that. Then you have my attention. Um, but I think this game should be lower scoring. But it's hard because then you see what the 49ers did you know, the other night and they could nearly score this on their own. So yeah. uh, it's, you have, to, I think I would be careful about the total. The scary part about the total for me is not that either offenses are going to get going. It's more, where do the turnovers happen? And does Baker, you yeah. know, does he fumble at once? And the, you know, the 49ers are on the 20 yard line. Is there a pick six? Something like that, I think is where you skew this over mm -hmm. or skew the total towards the over. So I'm probably going to stay away from that. Give me Carolina plus seven. The yeah. other interesting part about this game, I'll make it quickly, is this could be Matt Rule's, like, he might be playing for his job in this game. And does that mean it's a kitchen sink game? Is he going to throw everything he has you know, in the playbook on the board against the 49ers? I don't know. I could see it being one of those games. It's another reason for me to bet Carolina plus seven. Uh, I would also say if you're going to bet Carolina plus seven, you can also bet Matt Rule first coach fired minus 200. Um, and either way, you're probably going to win the bet. Yeah, do, do, do you think Matt Rule even cares if he's fired, though, is my problem. Like, I think no. he would be just fine with going back to college. Like, I don't think the guy gives a shit. <laughs> he's going to get he's gonna get $40 million from David Tepper, and he's going to go sign a $100 million deal exactly. to go coach at Auburn or whatever. Exactly. I don't know about that. And I think, like, if his plan this game is to just run the ball, it's yeah. not going to fucking work against the 49ers. So best of luck, sir. I think maybe the next course of action is maybe they like bench Baker and then a Matt rule. I, yeah. What? I'm not sure. What? I think. What are you doing? Like Matt Crowell, the guy that you probably wanted to turn the keys over to is out for the year. Sam Darnold cannot possibly be any better than Baker Mayfield. You're kind of just stuck in that. I mean, I feel like that's how, the Carolina Panthers have been for a couple of years now. You just feel yeah. stuck in the mud. Nothing yeah. good is going to happen for you. That's All right, right, let's get through these final four games on the board. Eagles minus five and a half at the Arizona Cardinals. Total set at 49. Like the Eagles first half here, like the Cardinals, if you can get this at plus six or, high, or higher. Uh, backdoor, you know, when, uh, when Cliff Kingsbury, you know, stops calling plays and Kyler just starts running around like a crazy person, good mm -hmm. things happen offensively for them. Otherwise, they're absolute trash. So give me the Eagles early in this game, first half. Arizona plus six on the back end. Yeah, I like the Eagles early too. Um, I would love for this end up being like a trap game and the Arizona beating them. Um, only because I want the Eagles at some point. Didn't the Arizona started like 7-0 last season? And then we yep. saw them totally crumble. I think, you know, you hope that the Eagles didn't peak like slightly too early. I can't imagine that happens because of how strong their roster is. I think the Eagles win this game, but I think you're right. Once Cliff shuts his mouth and allows Kyler to just run around like he's playing a video game, then I think that they can keep it close here. So uh, I definitely like the Eagles first half. And I don't know about that five and a half. I might wait for that number to move a little yeah get us get a six although the number yeah. like it's going to move towards arizona i think this game's going to close at like plus four and a half or plus five so maybe plus five and a half you can buy it to six for cheap that would probably be my best course of action right now um i will say on arizona last seven games at home oh and seven straight up oh and seven against the spread that is wild to me as a home team i know yeah. but we don't like when the trends are like that we don't because we want to bet against it. We think that. it's going to end. Okay. But like, <laughs> it's not good. You can't tell the, me that. The Cliff thing I, is so funny to me, how they come back in these fourth quarters. I feel like it's like the intro to real world 
like when we stop playing pretend and start getting real, like the fourth quarter is like, all right, throw everything out. And Cliff just comes in like, all right, I can't do anything else. Kyler, just do your thing. And that's what she just gets figure it like, out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just do that in the first quarter. Stop calling plays. Like, Kyler, yeah. dance around for 14 seconds and then go find yeah. the Hollywood Brown somewhere down the field. Should have worked out great for you. This is all going to end in Kyler demanding a trade. Like it's like, it's brewing. Yeah. We're like, I, I'm very excited for him to get like a good coach in Arizona because I think that he's oh really God. special. It's just like, it's really bad with Cliff right now. All right. Um, Dallas Cowboys plus five and a half at the Rams. Total set at 43. This is probably a really good time to buy low on the Rams and sell high on the Dallas Cowboys, a team that I think we both don't really believe in, especially offensively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five and a half is a lot. I kind of like the Rams in this game. We can get it under six, but like it's going to be gross to be on that side. It's such a big spread for a team that can't play offensively right now. Yeah, I mean, like the Rams look bad. I mean, bad. not they look – it's – and I feel like in the beginning of the season, we're like, oh, the, we're not worried. We're not worried. We're not worried. I think there is reason to be worried about this team now. I mean, yeah. their offensive line is just not something that you want to get excited about. And what worries me is they're going to be going against a Dallas defense that is yep. like you saw what they did to the New York Giants. And I would say that I think that. The Giants' O-line play has actually been better than the Rams so far this season. I don't don't think the Rams could cover this game. I think that this is going to end up being like an air duel type of game. I think that they won't – you know, Dallas isn't going to run well against the Rams. I'll probably look at what the running back numbers are for them. But uh, 43.5, I think this game probably goes under, actually. Under. I like the under in that game, too. It's kind of weird to say that I like the under and I like the Rams in that game. So I think it's going to be Dallas, maybe Dallas under team total. If it's like, um, yeah, that's probably the way to play it. 19 and a half or something like that. I think that I'll probably take the under in that game. All right, let's get to Sunday night football. Uh, Bengals plus three at the Baltimore Ravens total set at 48 and a half. Let me tell you this already. I bet the Ravens minus two and a half first half. And I bet the Ravens for the game. To me, this is a perfect, perfect spot. To bet on the Ravens. I can't believe this number is three and not three and a half. Give me this three all day. I don't think there's any way that they lose in this position. The Bengals, I know that they have 10 days off. If you look at the trends, that is not exactly a great position to be. Meanwhile, Ravens coming off of a loss to the Buffalo Bills. I know that they've not looked great. I know that they haven't been able to run the ball. This is a perfect spot to buy low on the Ravens. And I should mention first half. So minus two and a half on the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, go look at his first half stats in his career. He's covering it like a 75% clip. They come out and they're going to do damage in the first half of this game. And then, secondly, the Bengals in the second half have actually kept games really close. They've given up basically like no points in the second half of the season. So I think that it's a little bit safer play. If you have to choose between Ravens for the game at three and the first half at two and a half, I like the two and a half in the first half much more than I do the game, despite the fact that I like the, if I'm giving grades on bets, minus two and a half first half would be like an A-plus bet for me. And the Ravens minus three for the game would be like an A minus or a B plus. We're giving uh, report cards out for for bets now. Yeah, for bets um, before yeah, they happen. Yeah, we are before they happen. Yeah, before they happen, which is great. It's very bad. So Raven, um, I'm actually with you on this. I think that everyone very much still like the Bengals are still everyone's darling, and while I love that, I think that Baltimore still has a lot of talent here, and while like. Their D hasn't been exactly what I was expecting some of that secondary to the injuries, but I think that they're able to, you know, create pressure when they need, 
you know, when they need to using the blitz. And I think that Lamar is going to have success throwing downfield. I think I'm with you that I might lean towards like team totals on this one. Might be a game that I continue to monitor more than just throwing it out there. I think that they, if they put pressure on Burrow, we see what he did, you know, week one. Definitely going to be looking at his interception prop, that's for sure. But it should be a good game whenever it's in the division. So The other thing that I'll say on the Ravens really quickly is last year they lost both games and got absolutely demolished by the Bengals. And all they did all offseason is talk about they want revenge on the Bengals. This is a perfect revenge spot for them. And I think that they absolutely give it to them in this game. I think it's going to be a really – I think it could be a blowout. Um, really? All right, let's get some, yeah, I think, I think the Ravens yeah. could win 31-17, 31-20, something nice. like that. All right. Um, all right, Monday Night Football, the Raiders plus seven at the Kansas City Chiefs. Total set at 51 uh, I have bet the Chiefs as a teaser piece, moving from seven to one a couple times, and I've also bet the over fifty-one in this game. I think that's a point and a half, two points too low. I think it should be like fifty-three. We see what the Raiders or the Chiefs have done against this Raiders defense in the past, and I think that it just continues. I think the Chiefs found something last week. I know it's probably not the best spot to buy in on them after that win on Sunday Night Football, but this Raiders team, I don't like that defense at all. I think the Chiefs are going to put up a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I love the over in this game. I think we've seen when these teams match up what they're what they do. And I think that the Chiefs are still for some reason getting underestimated. I don't know if that's from that loss a couple of weeks ago, but the Chiefs are one of the best teams in this league. If not, I think you can make an argument if you wanted to for being the best. I wouldn't argue with someone if they had them at the top of their power rankings. I think that this, you know, they always are going to put up a good game when they match up against each other, but I think that the Chiefs do take this one home. I do know some people that have bet on the Raiders at plus seven and a half in this game. I think that if you can get the half, it's interesting, but I'm probably not going to get in front of it. I just like Chiefs as a teaser pace outright to win. It may be a good spot to use them as a uh, survivor pick. It's just the division thing scares me a little bit, but, and also waiting till Monday night for your survivor. That seems like scary to me, but it may be a really good spot to do it. Uh, For the record, I have uh, Kansas City second in my power rankings, but only a half a point behind. Uh, Buffalo. I have Buffalo at a plus seven and a half. Kansas City at plus seven. And the next closest is Tampa Bay as a plus four and a half. So clearly the two best teams in the NFL to me are Buffalo and Kansas City. Yeah, I am with you on that. And I think that hopefully, I don't know, the Raiders are just freaking painful to watch. Honestly, I think that they need to get Josh Jacobs involved more. I think that again, like Kansas City is just a very complete team. So it's hard for me to bet against them. I think that maybe looking at some half totals might be the way that I go on this game, but 51, like I would go get that number now. I wouldn't wait. Cause I think that number is going to change greatly. Absolutely. All right. That does it for our NFL week five gambling preview on gambling with gold. Seth, thank you so much for joining me. Good luck with all your bets this week. Good luck tomorrow night on Thursday night football. We'll be back shortly with hot takes hotline. Can't wait to get into that. Remember to text us 310-564-7176 for your chance to win a Patrick certain signed Jersey until then. Talk to you guys later. Peace. See ya.